the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Free Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Hi, friends. Thank you so much for joining the uh, Sue Free Show and sponsored by Ecola Termite Pest Control Services. It's really, really, really so wonderful to be with you. You know, summer's here. And it's a wonderful time, especially for E. coli. This is, this is our, our busy time. This is where it's hard to keep up with the phones. It's hard to keep up with servicing our customers and keeping things going. But it's just so wonderful to be able to walk around, not have a mask on, to go into a restaurant and actually order food. Actually, I haven't, I've been on the dance floor one time, and it was so amazing. It was just so amazing, and I cannot wait to do more of that. I cracked my rib so silly. I was walking, and I just fell, and I cracked my rib. And it's three weeks, two and a half weeks in, and I went to a chiropractor today because I just needed to get some relief of some kind. And I think I did. Thank you, cuz. Uh, my Jeff, he's um, local and he's a wonderful chiropractor. So anyway, so he's given me a little, uh, a little reprieve. It still hurts to breathe, hurts to sneeze, hurts to cough, hurts to bend. You know, the usual, if you've ever had it, you understand what I'm saying. If not, count your lucky stars and say thank you, Lord, for not having to experience this. The other thing that I'm personally dealing with, which is so exciting, is my daughter, Tiana, which a lot of you know about or actually kind of know. She's been on my show and, uh, yeah, she's been on YouTube with me and everything. Uh, She is 36, I think, and she's having number two, my number two granddaughter. And she was due uh, on the 9th and she's passed her due date. She's contracted and she's, you know, uh, her centimeter, she's at two and she's been like this for two weeks. So moms, you, you know, you somewhat know about this. Um, Dads that have been through this labor situation, you kind of get it. Uh, But the thing is, is that it's hurry up and wait kind of thing. And, you know, the concerns of is the baby okay? Am I okay? What's happening with my body? All of those things are happening. And I feel as a grandma, I've committed to two weeks once the baby's born to to uh, help out, help out with mommy, help out with baby, and help out with baby number two. And so with this cracked rib, I'm trying to rest and trying to get healed fast so I'm able to pick up and do all those things. But anyway, I'm so excited. But this time is just, we're having to pivot. You know, I feel like I'm on baby alert. Uh, every time my, my text goes off, I'm thinking, is it her? Is it her? Is she going? Is she going? And it's just an exciting time, but a kind of a stressful time. And uh, it's going to happen any minute. In fact, it could happen right here while I'm on the show. And I'm sorry, guys, but I will leave uh, if it happens because I do not want to miss it. It's the most wonderful miracle in the whole wide world. So there you go. So we'll get back to pivoting. All right. Uh, Pivoting is an opportunity to grow and improve. And this was written by Boyd Bailey. And the reason I wanted to talk about this is uh, we, E. coli has been cyber attacked and I don't want to go into great de- detail about that. It's just after the COVID thing and, and having to pivot 
and all of you know this. I mean, we've all had to pivot on somewhere or another. You know, life as we knew it is not. And we had to make changes in what we do day to day. Even if it's going to the grocery store, uh, shopping, you know, buying online versus going into a store. There are so many pivot moments since COVID hit that I always tell people that when you are a traveler, you have to be flexible when you're a traveler. Why? Because there's so many things out of your control. Your luggage could get lost. Your ticket, you know, your tr- your flight could be um, delayed, and you've got a, an adjoining flight, and then that flight's not going to wait for you. So then you got to wait for the next one. It's just you have to be flexible. You have to be easy, kind of going, right? Because you can only control so much. Well, COVID. It's another thing where we had to be flexible, and obviously we want to gather as much knowledge as we can so we can be as healthy and safe as we can be. But now I've got the cyber attack thing going on, so here I am in this whole nother thing, and who would have thought in a million years? And it really hinders progress for us. And, and I'm a maximizer. Every minute counts. And here I've got all these people, and they can't do what they normally do, so what do they do? And it's just it, it, it's a tough situation. But it is an opportunity to grow, and it's an opportunity for improvement. How many of you, if you assess 2020, Perfect Vision 2020, if you assess that, do you believe you're better because of it? Now, I have to say I am. I'm better. And I would bet if you really do the assessment, you're going to say you're better too, even out of appreciation for what was, okay? All the things we kind of took for granted – and, and now to get them back, it's like, oh, I get to walk in this place with no mask. Are you kidding me? It was very exciting for me. And I know you know what I'm saying because we all experienced it to a level or not. And some of us are still deep into it and some of us are coming out of it. And none of us really know the depth of the emotional strain it took on each one of us. I don't think it has all come out yet. I think there's still more to come. And we're healing because of it. But I'm hoping we can look at this a different way. And I hope we can look at this as an opportunity to grow and to improve. And, and if that's the only thing you get out of this, this show, then that would be great. If you're tuning in right now, I just want to say thank you for doing so. This is, in case you don't know where you are, you are with me, Sue Freeze. And this is the Sue Freeze Show. And you can connect with me by going to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. I want you to go there. I want you to connect with me. I want you to tell me what's going on with your life. Tell me how this show has, uh, you know, maybe changed something or hit a chord with you. Or, or maybe there's a tug on your heart for something. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay, and uh, I would love to hear uh, about that. There is a little scripture here. It's Peter, Second Peter 3.18. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory for now and forever. Amen. So we need to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior. To, and to him be the glory both now and forever. Can you say that that has been your mindset? Has that been the way you've been uh, thinking? A lot goes on in between our ears. A lot of thinking goes on. And we can have stinking thinking or we can have thinking that's going to really make a difference in not only your life, but everybody that is watching that you come in contact with. Understand that you make a difference, that your being, getting up in the morning, breathing and, and going to work or doing what you do that you are impacting others, whether you like it or not. And what is that impact? 
think about it. Are you impacting people positively or negatively? I think it's really imperative that we understand that. The other thing I want you to think about, and this is something that's been very big. I've been talking to my son a lot. He's going through a lot of changes and a lot of things, relationships, and just all these things that are going on in life. And I said to him, because I'm asking myself this, is what is the most important thing to you? What is the most important thing to you? Because when we get clear on what's most important, it drives us in a purpose. It drives us in a direction that we won't be so swayed by the little, you know, blow of the wind or something that even is a lot more, you know, bold in our face. Uh, We need to stay, what is the goal? And stay on task or track of what that goal is. So pivoting is not a bad thing. Pivoting can be a very, very good thing. And like I said, we don't have control over everything. I don't have control over my computers right now. I don't have control over being able to print or not be able to print. And that's tough, right? You just expect to push the button and it does it, right? You push your foot on the brake, you expect that brake to stop your car. We do have expectations. Expectations are throughout our lives. You push a button on an elevator and you want to go up. You push that button. Don't you expect the elevator to go up? Of course you do. So we expect things to happen a certain way, but not always do they. Do they? They don't. And we have to understand that we need to be flexible, that we need to be able to pivot in a situation. Pivoting is a sudden shift in strategy to assure successful execution. That's a good definition. Healthy organizations model the necessity of pivoting to maintain growth and a competitive advantage in their industry. Pivoting embraces new ways to leverage old concepts in a way that improves and enhances the process, service, product, or end user experience. Faith is not afraid to pivot, but is afraid not to. Faith. Faith. In a similar fashion, a growing faith is ever pivoting toward total trust in God. Peter reminds us to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Faith is a formative process that is not static, but dynamic and fluid as the Holy Spirit leads us experientially to discern God's best and educationally to know and obey our Lord's application of truth. Grace engages our heart with God's heart, and knowledge engages our mind with the mind of Christ. I pray I want the mind of Christ. I want to walk where he wants me to walk. I want to hear what he, give me ears to hear, Lord. Give me a heart to, to love the way you love. Give me eyes to see what you want me to see. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for doing that. We ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more, and the love all of you have for one another is increasing. Therefore, among God's churches, we boast about your perseverance and faith in all the persecutions and trials you are enduring. Second Thessalonians. How many of you feel that you've been persecuted and that you've endured trials over this last six months of this year? Or even last year. I I bet every one of us could raise our hands on that, couldn't we? Couldn't we raise our hands on that one? 
perseverance. That's what it's about. We can't give up. That's not going to help anything, is it? On a personal level, pivoting is necessary to develop your character and sharpen your skill set. If you aspire to a new role at work, look for influencers within the enterprise who can mentor and develop you. When leaders know your heart and grow to understand your talents, they trust and value you more. Did you hear that? Wouldn't that be true in a personal relationship also or in ministry also? Trust is a big factor, big factor. You become top of mind when they look internally for good candidates to promote to an open position. Mostly, look to the Lord to mold your character into his likeness. Humility is the soil where the vine of virtue blossoms. Imperfection can pivot towards perfection. I love where, where God takes messes and makes messages. I love that. Or through your test, you become a testimony, or there is a testimony through your test. Aren't we all being tested right now, and don't we all have a testimony? Of course we do. Do you know your purpose? Has it become more clear since you've been living through this last year? Prayer. Heavenly Father, I trust you personally and professionally to pivot my faith toward a better way to execute your will. Application. What challenge do I face that requires me to suddenly change my approach to growing my character and or developing my career? I love asking a question and I love praying. I think it's really important to be able to do that and to do it often. During the season of increased uncertainty, place your faith and hope for your work and your industry in the grace, mercy, and power of the Lord. Turn to the word of God for wisdom and guidance in your life and your work. Do not panic. Instead, pray, pivot, proceed. I like that. Pray first, right? Pray first, then pivot, and then proceed. That is so good. I love that. Okay, so pray. As people who love the Lord, follow Jesus, and model the character of Christ, we are called to be the light in the darkness. The entire world has entered a season where many people are panicking and see more darkness than light. You are called to be light. Did you know that? Did you know that you are called to be the light? For you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Testing what is pleasing to the Lord. Don't participate in the fruitless works of darkness, but instead expose them. That's Ephesians 5, 8, 11. If you want to look it up, pray for wisdom, insight, knowledge, understanding, and the creativity needed to be light in the darkening places of your industry. This is great for business, but wouldn't this be just amp- you could apply this to your home, to your ministry, anywhere. You know, we need to pray for wisdom, insight, knowledge, and understanding, and to have the creativity to pivot when needed. I know in my workplace, we have we are constantly looking for a workaround. That's our new word around the office right now. Okay, how do we print? How do we print? Let's find a workaround. Okay, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this on. I'm going to text this to your phone, and hopefully your phone is connected to a printer somewhere, and maybe that'll work. But we're constantly looking for workarounds. 
And the problem solvers in my company are becoming very, very noticeable. They're becoming very, very needed and important right now. We're all problem solvers to one level or another, but it's those that can get things done that I'm so thankful for uh, right now. Because it's like, okay, when I first bought E.C.O.L.A., I'm looking way back, and um, I came into the industry, and I was more into pests. I didn't understand termites so much. And I came into this company, and I'm like, okay, how does this how does this work? Show me how you do it. Show me how you do it. And so I would spend the time to assess what they were doing, why they were doing it, and asking questions as to, okay, do we still need to do that? Or is there another way to do it that would be better? Would you call that a pivot? I would say yes. What are we doing? Why are we doing it? And is there a better way? And I could put the word pivot on that. And I could also put systems, processes, and maybe maximizing all in that also. Because we always have to be evaluating what we're doing. And is there a better way to do it? And if we could get something done in half the time by doing this instead of that, okay, from a business standpoint, profit, ROI standpoint, wouldn't we want to do that? And is there any negative? Okay, if we take away this process... Is there anything that's going to suffer down the road? Are we missing anything along the way that could cause us to have a hiccup? And if not, then this is a good move. There is no negative, only positive. Not all pivots do we know up front that it's going to be all positive and no negative. We don't know that. We just know that we can't stand still. We can't just stand in one place because nothing happens without motion. Being a dancer, I know that. I also know that because there was a time when I felt totally stuck, where I felt like I couldn't move. I was immobile. I felt like I had concrete blocks around my feet, and I could not move. And it wasn't until I closed my eyes and visually um, ice-picked or whatever you want to call it, got the concrete off my feet to where I could take a step. And it didn't have to be a big step. It just needed to be movement. It just needed to be a step. So maybe that's something you need to think about right now. Maybe you're stuck. And maybe it's not that you have to make all your decisions right now or have all the answers because you don't and you won't. But maybe it's just taking a step. And, you know, I was telling my new assistant today. It's her first day preparing for my show, and she did a great job. And if she's listening, way to go, Cynthia. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful. Anyway. When we are in the moment, we don't know the outcome. We can think and think, and sometimes people think way too much, and sometimes we just need to take action, right? And it might not, like I told her, it's like, you know what? We're going to make mistakes, but that's okay. We learn from them. Now, if we make the same mistake three and four and five times, now that could be a problem, but we're going to make, and I want everybody to understand, you know, I want you to take action, do something. And if we make a mistake, we'll correct, we'll pivot, and then we'll get back on. But if we don't do anything, then we're no further along in the process. Correct? Correct. Shift your focus away from what you are losing because of local or worldwide reactions to this coronavirus. Instead, place your faith and focus on the power of the Holy Spirit at work within you and around you. Can you do that? Are you praying for wisdom? I hope so. 
So there are four steps here, and I want to bring this up to you for pivoting. Exercise your faith by focusing on the current state of affairs in your particular business sector. Now, when I say business, it could be your home life. It could be your ministry. On this, this is uh, somebody else wrote this, and I just want to keep it the way it is. And what you can offer through your work to meet changing needs. Now, that's the bold part. So let me read this again. Are you ready? And if if you're not in business sector, just put personal sector, put ministry sector, okay? Do what you need to do to apply to you and what you can do to be part of the solution and not part of the problem. You ready? Number one, exercise your faith by focusing on the current state of affairs and what you can offer through your work to meet changing needs. Number two. Pay attention to what has changed in lives and daily activity, your target audience or your, your, uh, your, uh, oh, in church, congregation, that's the word, or in your personal life, your family, your extended family. People are at home. Children are at home. Social gatherings are limited or eliminated. Number three, be aware of what is now available that wasn't before with the same level of access. So the free and low-cost internet services, free and discounted access to video, share tools, stores, and shops closed. How about, you guys, we're getting back into the world opening up again, correct? How about those airfares? How about those cruise fares? And if you have been holding off, now's the time. They give you a year, a year and a half. This is good for you. Okay, have a plan, make a plan, something for fun, something where you can bring your family together and enjoy each other. And and not that you haven't been in a house full of your family for a while. I didn't uh, experience that so much because I was essential and I worked nonstop, in fact, harder than ever. But a lot of people were in their homes with their children and, and they've had a lot of family time. And I think that was good time, you guys. I think it was good time, special time, wonderful time. And I know you'll look back later and go, oh, my gosh, even though it was kind of stressful, it was a wonderful time, and it's time you can't get back, right? But right now is a great time to take opportunity. You got opportunity knocking at your door. Take advantage of it. Connect the dots between what has and is changing, what needs are being created because of things out of your control, and how you can use what you have, know and can learn to be of great service to those who need the work you do or could do through your business, career, or job. Your bottom line will reflect your increased attentiveness and targeted service to your ideal clients and the industry at large. So pivot your mindset from what was to what now is and can be. Then proceed. I think that's really, really, really super good. And if you do those things, I know E. has been doing that. Th- they've been doing that. And it's been a wonderful experience. So be a blessing to someone each and every day. And this is part one of a part two segment. We'll see you after the break. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. Hey there, cutie. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. 
New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma, revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, E. Cola Termite and Pest Control Services, for sponsoring this show. I'm so grateful and thankful for the team we have at E. Cola. I'm thankful for the extended team we have that's helping us through this tough time. You know, the IT, Sasha, he's he's just been so amazing. Uh, Nate and Hector, my consulting team, and Craig. I mean, I have so many people that support E. Cola and support me with my employees. Uh, Kim, my bookkeeper, she's been with me for 20 years. And she's having to work from home right now. And she was across the the office from me. And every day I could see her face. And now she's pulling like major uh, all-nighters just to get payroll done to make sure that all the employees get paid. And I'm so forever grateful. I don't have to worry about her, you know, just saying, oh, that's enough. I'm not going to do anymore. I mean, she's just going to work until it gets done. It's not I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to do whatever it takes. And that's the kind of person she is. And I have so many people, Daniel, Tyson, I've got so many people working for me that are that way, that they do whatever it takes to get the job done. And I'm so forever, forever grateful. I am beyond blessed for the people that I have working. Jennifer, I just have so many people. I could list so many names. And if I'm missing you, I apologize. You get the next round. Um, But thank you so much, uh, E. Cola and uh, all those that support us. We are so blessed as a company and forever grateful. So getting back to pivoting, uh, which was part one, and this is part two, uh, we were talking about after you do prayer and pivoting, then you proceed. And proceeding is where we're at. So for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. You know, people can talk, 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 but it's in their actions that they really show who they are. Do you agree? You know, words words are important, but only if they're backed up with actions. And that's James 2.17. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac, his son, on the altar? Um, do you see that faith was working together with his works and by works 
faith was made perfect. James 2, 21, 22. Faith without works is dead. Once you've pivoted your mindset from things of the past to things of the here and now, don't wait. Test your idea. Do a trial. Launch a pilot. Get feedback. Revise, refine, and re-deliver quickly. Did you hear that? I love the rewords. It's like second chances. Revise, refine, and re-deliver quickly. In times of crisis, leaders lead, counsel, and encourage those we are charged with serving through our work in business, careers, and jobs. Get to leading. Keep calm and counsel on. Now that you know this, I have to ask you, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to pivot? What does that look like? And you know, sometimes you have a plan, you work your plan, and you pivot, and it it's not the way you thought. It didn't work out the way you thought it was going to work out. So what do you do? You pivot again. You pivot again. Now, I had a friend. I was driving here, and I was telling telling him what I was going to talk about. And he says, yeah, I just had this visual. And I said, what was that? And he says, well, I visual I visualize a person pivoting, 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 and they, they're doing like a corkscrew into the ground. And, and that can happen, too. We can pivot so much that it ends up not being good. It has an adverse effect. Thanks for that, Bill. Um, yeah, so, so I see that, too. I feel like I've been pivoting a whole lot. How about you? Uh, I feel like there's been a lot of growth a lot of creativity. Um, You know, in perseverance, when you persevere through trials and tribulations, you find a strength that you didn't even know you had. And I know all of you that are listening right now, if you think back on a crisis or a struggle or circumstances where you just had no idea that you would be able to get through it, but you did, didn't you? You're listening right now and you're nodding your head and you're probably smiling. And you're smiling because... You didn't think you could make it through it. But then you realized there was strength there that you didn't even know you had. And it's through that perseverance that we understand more about our character. We, won, we, we learn more about our morals and our core values. Ecola has four core values that we're dealing with right now. And um, I went through a program, and, and the, the gentleman, his name's Chris Duncan, actually, and he... He reminded me because we had been off. We went on hiatus because there was so many things going on. And he says, do you remember your core values that you guys came up with? And I said, you know, I don't. And, and this is like a year ago, right? So he pulls up his notes organized, and he says, here's what they are. And he told me what they were. Customer service above all else. That was number one. Number two, dependability. Number three, respect each other. And number four is you are advanced by merit. And I thought, how wonderful is that? Now, everything we do, I'm aligning that with the actions of the people that work with us. The actions speak louder than words. So if a person's not dependable, they show up or they don't show up. They're not prepared or they are prepared. They call out sick a lot. They leave their equipment somewhere and they don't even offer to go pick it up. Is that dependable? Not so much. So Ecola is pivoting because we're coming to this new awareness of what is important to us, which was in part one of this two-part program, is that we were talking about what's important, 
what is really, really important. And if we can steadfast, if we can really put our feet in the sand, draw a line in the sand and put our feet in there and say, I'm standing firm on this. When I talk to young people that are dating or courting or whatever, and I say, what are your non-negotiables? And it doesn't have to be young because people are dating at all ages. But what are your non-negotiables? Would you date a guy that smokes? Would you date a girl that drinks? Would you want to be around somebody that uses foul language all the time? Are these non-negotiables for you? How about their faith? Are they believers? Are they not? Is that a non-negotiable? These are important to have in place before you even get into a situation, okay? Because once you like somebody, it's kind of, oh, well, you know, it's not that important. No, you have to know what your non-negotiables are so that you're not going to pivot on those things. Those are not pivotable, (laughs) if that's a word. That's my word. So pivot points in your life. The serpent's original strategy to defeat the first couple, a man and woman, made according to the image of God, was to create doubt in their minds and hearts about the trustworthiness of the word of their creator. The serpent's first words, has God really said, were programmatic and designed to plant seeds of doubt. At this point, humanity was at a pivotal juncture. Boy, I'll say. I would argue that the origin of all of humanity's problems is the failure of faith at pivotal points. The failure to trust and obey the goodness of the creator's word of vital junctures in life. Two observations are worthy of our consideration. First, when the married couple heard the sound of the Lord God in the garden, Genesis 3, 8 and 10, they ran away from him because they now, due to disobedience, feared the one who had spoken. Secondly, in the courtroom scene which followed, the Lord examined Adam in Genesis three seventeen because you heard, obeyed the voice of your wife. This statement is frequently misinterpreted because it is not viewed in context. The contextual point is not that he listened to his wife, per se. The first man, Adam, at a pivotal point, heard, obeyed a person other than the voice of the Lord. He physically heard God's voice, but in actuality, because he did not obey, he had not really heard the voice of the Lord. In biblical language, to hear is to obey. The failure to trust and obey in the goodness of God's word at a pivotal juncture is the beginning of failure in virtually every character in biblical history. For example, in for Samuel 15, after Saul refused to obey the voice of the Lord at a pivotal point in his kingship, the prophet Samuel said, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Because you have rejected the word of the Lord. He has rejected you as king. See the pivot? But on the other hand, the act of trusting and obeying the voice of the Lord can be the beginning of success. The Lord God promised Abraham, in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have heard, obeyed my voice. Are you, listener, are you at one of life's many junctures, a fork in the road? Are you trustfully listening to the voice of the Lord? Think over what path you choose to trod. Think about the pivotal moments at people, of people in scripture. That is so good. 
The origin of our successes or problems of pivot points in life is the nature of our response to the voice of the Lord. So with everything else I said, when I am when I am making a decision, when I'm at a place where I'm going, okay, how do we get around this? What else can we do? There's never a moment I'm not thinking about. I would never want to do something that wasn't according to God's plan. I, w- I wouldn't want to do anything that the Lord wouldn't want me to do. And it, when, when and if that might enter, it's pretty quick that I can feel in my spirit that it's not really the right thing. And I can quickly pivot in another direction. Because look, we all fall short. And there's going to be temptation or there's going to be, you know, Satan has a way. You know, it's a slow fade. It's not like he doesn't hit you over the head with a rock or a hammer. It's not It's not like that because that, that would be easy for you to determine and discern. It's really, really. He's there to steal, kill, and destroy. And it's easier to come at it like, like, a, like you know, just sly as a snake, a serpent. Just really sly, right? So I asked my my assistant, Cynthia, to give me scriptures. And like I said, it's her first time preparing things for me. And something came out that was really interesting that I didn't even know was there. And did you know that there is a pivot psalm? I didn't. It's Psalm 103. And, and I just thought that was so interesting, and it's very, very, very long, and I don't think I can read this whole thing in this time. But I just thought it was interesting, and I, w- I would hope that I create a little curiosity for you to go into your Bible and open up to Psalm 103, and it says chapter 12. So I'm hoping that it, it helps you there. I'm going to read a little bit about this, and and here's what it says. Praise the Lord, my soul, on my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion? Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. Have you felt oppressed? He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. So I'm reading this and I'm saying I'm supposed to be like him, right? I'm supposed to be more Christ-like. So when I'm reading this, yeah, it's giving me an understanding of who he is, but also who I'm supposed to be. So when I'm reading this, I'm hoping you're, you're looking at it from, yeah, I want to be closer to him and I want to trust him and I want to love him and understand he's there and he's my father. But I also want you to think, I, if I want to emulate, if I want to be more like him, then I need to, to be this too. Harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, as far as he removed our transgressions from us. Compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. 
Remember the scripture that says that he knows every hair on our head. He knows every word that we're going to speak. In in her mother's room, mother's womb, I can say that. You know, that's my daughter right now. Her little daughter, my granddaughter, is in her womb, and he knows every thought and every hair on that little baby's head. I I just, birth is to me the biggest miracle of all. It's It's just the most... Amazing, amazing miracle to see birth. And I was privileged and honored and blessed enough to see Montana Jade be born. It was a long, long labor, and it was all natural. So it was long, and it was painful. And when you're a mommy and you're watching your baby in pain, it's difficult to watch. It's difficult to be there. But to be there is better than being out in the waiting room. I'd much rather be right there than to be outside. So I was I, so grateful that I was honored enough to be in that room. And and my daughter has not said anything, but I know she um, she kind of wants me to be there. And it, it makes me feel so good to know that. I just feel so close to her. Um, yeah. There's no... <laughs> There's no privacy when you're having a baby. There is, you know, it's kind of really like all, you're laying it all out there for sure. The life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it is gone and its place remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children. With those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. His kingdom rules over all. So think about that for a minute. Praise the Lord, you, his angels, you mighty ones who do his abiding and who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you, his servants, who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, my soul. Isn't that awesome? But that's pivot. That's, that's, the, that's the psalm for pivoting. I love it. I love it. I didn't even know there was that. So where do we go from here? Now you've got a word to put on, you know, can we do this better? Um, How do we do a workaround? It's called pivoting. When you're dancing, it's pivot. You're going to pivot. You're going one way and all of a sudden there might be a better way. And you're going to do something different. And not always does it work, but it's better to do something than nothing. So I'm going to read from... Again, Jesus Calling, enjoying peace in his presence by Sarah Young. I want you to experience the riches of your salvation, the joy of being loved constantly and perfectly. You make a practice of judging yourself based on how you look or behave or feel. If you like what you see in the mirror, you feel a bit more worthy of my love. When things are going smoothly and your performance seems adequate, you find it easier to believe you are my beloved child. When you feel discouraged... You tend to look inward so you can correct whatever is wrong. Instead of trying to fix yourself, fix your gaze on me, the lover of your soul. This is the Lord talking to you. Rather than using your energy to judge yourself, redirect it to praising me. Remember that I see you clothed in my righteousness, radiant in my perfect love. Wow, just take that in, would you? Just breathe that in. So here's some scriptures for you. 
in order that in the coming ages he might show the uncomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, Ephesians 2, 7 and 8. Therefore, holy brothers who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, the apostle and high priest, whom we confess. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. I don't know if you've ever felt shame or unworthiness. It, it is something that can come over you uh, at any time. I know it has with me. Uh, there was a time in my life where I felt so unworthy. I didn't feel worthy to be loved by people, let alone by the Lord. And during that time, it got so bad because I felt like my marriage was failing and I wanted to be a good mother. And I was doing everything I could to learn from the Bible because I didn't have really good role models to learn by, to be what I was wanting to be. Um, the Leave It to Beaver, you know, Lassie kind of family. But um, I was always, or Doris Day, that, that was, that, I wanted to be like Doris Day. I'm just saying. Uh, some of you don't even know who that is. But anyway, uh, wonderful, wonderful role model. Those times are long gone, right? Those times are long gone. But it doesn't mean that we can't be honest and trustworthy and loving and kind and generous and forgiving and accepting to a point. Okay. I think that sometimes our boundaries get kind of messed up. And I think that parenting is very important to have healthy boundaries. I know that uh, when my when my first one, Tyson, was so young, he just had a birthday. He's 39 now. 7-Eleven is his birthday. Uh, and now Tiana, she's doing any, any day. It's fun. Uh, anyway, but I remember calling my older sister who had a baby that was a year older, and I said, does this ever get easier? And she said, no, it just gets different. It just gets different. And that is such a true statement because parenting doesn't get easier. You know, uh, when you hand the keys over, it's a lot different than do I spank or do I not spank? How do I potty train? Versus here's the keys, honey, please be safe. Uh, you know, it's quite different in magnitude of what the danger could be. The reason I bring that up is that I realize that in discipline, it's disciple, right? When you're disciplining, you have to look at it as not being a bad thing. It's discipling. You're discipling your children. You're training them up in the way that shall go so they will not depart from it. So you're discipling them. So always think about the big picture. What is the lesson you're teaching this child in this situation? Okay, that is a really good question to ask you before you take action in any direction. Take a deep breath, mom. Take a deep breath, dad, when you're upset. Okay, and then think about what is the lesson you want to teach your child in this? And it might change your course. And you might pivot. <laughs> you might pivot a, like total turnaround pivot. So just make sure that you've got the right uh, thought process and purpose in your mind when you're going to discipline. And what is the proper discipline? And I do know that I used to realize that we had to be ahead of the discipline. It's like the natural consequences for this action would be what? And, you know, when they're younger, it's a little easier. Okay, you're going to have a timeout. Okay, when they get a little older, a timeout's going to not work. Okay. Um, so you have to come up with something different. It has to match the crime. It has to match the offense. So 
It's really fun. It's fun. It's challenging. It can be exciting and it can be exhausting. Both. At the same time, even. So just understand you have to be ahead of it. Well, in work, it doesn't the same thing apply in the workplace. You know, um, you get what you tolerate in any situation. You get what you tolerate. What are you tolerating? Where are your healthy boundaries? Is it clear what your boundaries are? Is somebody stepping over them? And is that disrespecting you? Is it disrespecting others? Because that's one of my core values, respecting each other. So if somebody is overstepping boundaries and not communicating or not being considerate, then that's an act of disrespect. And we need to respect one another. I respect anybody. I trust anybody until they give me reason to not. And then I have to call it out. So, uh, you know, these are lessons that I've learned. I was a codependent person and I had to read the book Codependent No More. Because I was codependent, I allowed people to walk over me on me. So I don't know where you are in all of this, but I'll tell you my lessons have been good and I'm thankful for them, each and every one of them. Be a blessing to someone each and every day and until next week. God bless you. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.